You wanna hear a good joke? Nobody speak, nobody get choked. Sports fans, it is Friday here on 89.1 KHOL and Teton Sports Talk is here to bring you a little bit closer to your weekend. I'm your host, Massey Zeman, and as always, Graham Trainer. I missed you. I missed you, Massey. I missed you, uh, sports fans. It's been a too long of a, of a period off. I wish we had a two-hour show, but we're going to at least do our usual two hours worth of notes condensed into one hour. That's true. I There was part of me that was missing, and that was us talking to the talking to the mic about sports but most importantly the fans i feel like we let you down i was traveling i'm sorry i couldn't make it i was getting trashed online by trainer but it made me feel pretty good <laughs> it made me feel good i even got some sympathy texts from some people who were like you all right man <laughs> you're getting trashed on your instagram and i was like that's fine that's fine i deserve it so i thought you were like a they thought you were like a uh neglected beaten co-host who just who needs who needs to to cry out for love? Yeah, cry for help. I was like, yeah. they they were like, you know, there's therapy online these days, and I was like, well, once they once we get a sponsorship for therapy, I'll probably go. BetterHealth BetterHealth.com put you in like a, a podcaster's room. Yeah, exactly. Circle of people like you. Yeah, exactly. Their co-hosts is mean. Their co-hosts is mean to them <laughs> to, to dominate them behind the scenes. Yeah, yeah. We're just gonna have a support group, and uh, but for now, I'm just gonna do the usual man thing as we were talking about our parents uh generation that you just bottle it up and you cork it and you bury it deep inside until it explodes on something that you have no idea why you're so mad at some nominal thing yeah that's what that's where road rage comes from when people really just button up their issues bury it deep someone cuts them off in traffic traffic next thing you know you're someone else is a victim of road rage i'm glad you brought this up on air massey we'll talk about this at home okay (laughs) all right (laughs) <laughs> All right, so maybe I just have some things to sort out. We have a packed well, hey, hey. show. We do, and Massey has longer hair. He's looking like, we said, a colonial blacksmith or one of the Patriot. Uh, not that you, you – actually, you kind of look like Mo Gibson in the Patriot, except he had no beard. Um, I was I was thinking colonial America, but I'll take Mel Gibson. He was a handsome guy in the Patriot. He was, he was. filled before with rage, the too. Stuff, he was very handsome. Yeah, before the – Yes, always. But yeah, he definitely had his his rigs and uh, William Wallace. That was when he was a smoke show. Mad Max. Okay. Yeah. All right. N- never saw Mad Max, but uh, I'll I'll take it there. Mad Maxy. Let's get. Um, yeah. <laughs> Damn. Packed show. Oh, I got I got an update update for you. Okay. Sorry, packed show. Yes, but this is this is hot off the presser. Uh, our girl from the summer, Samantha Daring. Uh, the one who antagonized the Grizzly, who we kind of, I think we did a quarter point for this. I'm not trying to bring up, bring up summer stuff, but you know, we used yes. this thing called the Goring update. She got, she got four days in jail. Damn. Lock her up. Lock her up. You can't be, you can't be antagonizing Grizzly. Somebody killed a Grizzly outside of Cody uh, this week. What an alpha. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, he was elk hunting or whatever hunting and apparently he was justified, spooked a mama bear. He killed her, and then the park service went and euthanized her cubs. So, three grizzlies oh. down. Damn. Kind of harsh. Yeah, I know. It's like, what's well, so funny? It's like, well, these bears attacked me. It's like, well, you're not the alpha in the woods, hunters. You got to understand that this is not your woods. These are the bears' woods. Yeah, you're kind of you're kind of on like their property. That's like that just doesn't make any sense to me, really. 
That doesn't seem fair. Well, I, I understand life or death, a bear attacking you, you save yourself. It's just one of those things, the way that it's kind of like, I don't know, they go and euthanize the two cubs. Like, isn't there a better way? Don't we have, I don't know, isn't there a better way to treat those two cubs? I'll, I'll take one in. I got some I got some horses. I'm opening up a petting zoo out in Red Top. I'll take a couple of grizzly bear cubs. What's the worst that could happen? Yeah, I don't. I don't go into SeaWorld and start shooting Sham, start shooting at Shamu because he, you know, slashes me or puts on a bad performance. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if Yellowstone <laughs> and SeaWorld are equitable, but uh, oh, it's not. Oh yeah, no, well, yeah. Uh, I'm from Texas. Wait, is it not a? It's not a park. No, no, it's uh, it is technically a park, it's, but it's not a a uh, zoo. Oh, my bad. Unbeknownst to whomever got locked up for antagonizing a mama bear uh, on a pull-off in Yellowstone this weekend or last last summer. Yeah, last summer. I think it was like July. Around the 4th of July. We were super excited. We were like, oh, this is going to be the over this year. It's getting Everything's getting getting hot and crazy out there in the yeah, woods. We really thought that was going to hit. We got to get to sports. We have to get to them. Yes, my bad. Yeah. All right, yeah. you ready? We're going to huddle up. And I only I want to start because this is the issue. The huddle is the good news of the week, the critical number of the week, something you are stuck on, and your the flex option quote slash question of the week. Good news of the week, Teton Sports Talk was right. Urban Meyer exposes himself as the slimy human being that he is. 100%. He was at his uh, famous – what, what do they call it? Urbans? Urbans in, in uh, Columbus? I don't yeah, know what this place is. Yeah. Is so, it a burger joint? Yeah. Burger? I, think it's, I think it stays open a little late for a burger joint. Brothel? Um, could be that, too. Let's explain to the uh, to the audience, in case you didn't know, my physical therapist didn't know the whole story, so I'd explain it to him in kind of a 60-second bite between uh, various random activities you do to strengthen your shoulder. Anyway, point is, we sat on this show years ago – after Urban Meyer left Florida, after he, re- quote, retired from football to spend time with his family, got back to Columbus, and then retired again from football to spend time with his family, that all the rumors coming out of both towns that he had an issue with drugs and and substances and booze and, and women that weren't his wife. And that was all the rumors going around. And now we have it on camera at Urban Meyer at his own bar, which I think there's if, – if the bar has your name on it and has pictures of you in it, then there sh- sh- should be some sort of respect shown to a man that's getting drunk at it, if that makes any sense. If he's letting loose a little bit, but not if you're a celebrity NFL football coach. And so yeah, Urban, a notorious dirtbag. Yeah, and a, and a notorious dirtbag. Thank you. So Urban Meyer, the whole situation is – He's at Thursday Night Football. He plays in Cincinnati with the Bengals. He loses. He goes to drops to 0-4 of the year on the season. He then decides to stay and let the team travel back to Jacksonville, which in the NFL is a complete no-no. He says, oh, I'm going to stay and see my grandkids. You don't do that. You're loaded. You go back to Jacksonville with the team and then fly your private jet back to Columbus and then go do your party weekend in in Columbus. You don't miss miss the the team flight. That being said, he stays. He says he's hanging out at his bar with his grandkids, and they <laughs> yeah that's he he says this. He says they leave. He stays for another couple rounds. 
Um, there's video of him and a and a, a lady. It is not she's not college age, so it doesn't it doesn't seem like there's an age a huge age gap there. Well, they knew each other, so somehow the internet sleuths oh. of this world were like Urban Meyer has has been previously tagged in or tagged with or has interacted with her online, like on the public in the public space. I don't know. The old people use Facebook, so I'm assuming it Urban Meyer's on Facebook and has somehow gone back and forth openly with this woman. So they know each other. So and he gets yeah. a little he gets a little handsy. That gets caught yeah. on film. The irony of it above his head is a picture of him hugging his wife with like a national championship trophy. It goes absolutely viral. He makes up some BS excuse and some BS apology, and he lies to all his players who are not college kids. These are millionaire grown men athletes that all laugh in his face at his apology, and he's just sitting there shrugging his shoulders, and there's so much implications in this and so much theories surrounding it i've been talking too much i'll kick it to you trainer but what was urban meyer doing was he taking is he taking a public dive is this a a on purpose was this video so he gets fired from jacksonville and they have to buy him out of his huge contract let me ask you this question what is he doing in jacksonville in the first place so much speculation but i'll allow you to speak because i have so much to say it excites me you can hear the voice you can hear the excitement in my voice that tst was right years ago trainer please i think you could ask the entire population what they're doing in jacksonville in the first place but about 10 million people what are you what are you no what are you doing what are you doing um Um, yeah, I was wondering, I've been hearing the conspiracies about him taking a, this is like kind of put viral in a way that like he would look like bad enough to get kicked off the NFL team he's on because the USC job opened up because this is, this happened in between the two. And it's so, it's so obvious. Like he's at his own, yeah, at his own bar, restaurant, whatever this place is. And he's just like, not only with one girl, the one girl is like the very polarizing, um, video is him getting kind of a they're calling it a lap dance and it's kind of like one of these he's kind of like like kind of uh ostrich hanging his head over her and he's like looks really awkward and but there's like one hand somewhere that is in no man's land and you know he's just he's being a being a weirdo and he's got a lights on no one home look to him yeah if they knew yeah he's dead behind the eyes if they if they knew each other beforehand i wonder if she's a like Columbus groupie or they knew each other at Fox or like what, what that relationship could be. But there's also other pictures of him. The funniest one, I think besides this video was the girl who wrote, who is this weirdo? He keeps hitting on me. Like at the bar, it's like a picture of, it's a selfie of them together. Yeah. And I'm like, it is, it is kind of weird because I definitely have, have enjoyed, you know, eating the popcorn on these conspiracy theories. He's trying to get himself booted out of Jacksonville and get out of this contract and he wants to go back to and deal with and do the college thing because he hates losing and he he's not going to be in as much control for an NFL team with professionals that are playing for him as he would in college when he can be like running the show like he did at Ohio State. So, um, and this is another classic example. Um, I'm trying to think of other coaches besides Nick Saban who failed at the pros. Um, you have success stories like Pete Carroll and Jimmy Johnson that were able to make that leap, but Jimmy Johnson was Jimmy. also. <laughs> oh, I said besides Nick Saban. Oh, and, sorry. Uh, Steve, Sur- Steve Spurrier. Yeah. He was, but Steve Spurrier at, 
was in the NFL and was in the NFL locker room. So he, you would suspect that he would know how to interact with his players. Urban Meyer doesn't have a clue, and he's and he probably it probably started with his like the the things coming out of Jacksonville where he was like hustle up to the water like run from the water like the cooler and back and they're like what kidding me like what this is, you're not like shaping me into have good habits we're NFL players we have good habits and we have like nutritionists that watch our diet like we know what we're doing and he just looks like such a clown and I wonder in the back of his head it, that his behavior he knew that he could just he could like kind of be this guy but because if he gets caught then what's the big deal he gets fired and he went to Jacksonville for th- 6 months and gets paid 10 million bucks I think Jacksonville is partly well they're they're partly to blame here but I don't think Jacksonville wants to fire him I think they're they're like you're going to have to take a settlement to get out of here if like even if we uh like we're not going to openly fire you we might force you to resign and push his hand but I don't think Urban Meyer knew that he thought he was in Columbus in his little insular neighborhood. College coaches are allowed to do this in their college towns, whether you like it or not. Uh, Lane Kiffin looking at you. They are insulated. The college co-eds and, and, and fans take care of their coaches. They do not expose them like this on the internet. But when you make that jump to NFL, you're considered a completely different type of celebrity and you got, he got exposed for his actions that he's been doing over and over again. And he probably thought he could lie his way out of it. Worst case scenario, he gets fired and gets a boatload of cash. Best case scenario, he lies his way out of it. Um, or lies his way out of it. Best case scenario, he gets fired, ends up at USC, Miami, or LSU. And gets paid a bunch of money putting together a national championship team. Yeah, I mean, that, part's, that part of it's frustrating. He'll definitely... He'll definitely uh... What, what do we call it when you land upwards, but you're, you fall upwards? Oh, or whatever? fail, fail upwards. Fired. Yeah, fail upwards. Yeah, it'll, it'll definitely be bad for him. I wonder if the guy who was a sheep and a sheep and wolf, a wolf in sheep's clothing, was a Michigan fan who filmed it. Not sure, but somebody was definitely, obviously, in it to kind of expose him. Uh, not only to like get some credit for shooting the video, but also to say like, Herb Meyer sucks. Watch this video. Because yeah, you're right. It is his restaurant. Like we're not going to go to. Tony B's in Charlottesville and start filming Tony if he wants to have a little, you know, a couple cocktails that he probably wouldn't have, but you know, yeah, yeah. Night. if Tony wasn't completely square, <laughs> then I would up? think, I would think, I would think Tony Bennett would be allowed to walk into his bar with Tony Bennett's face on it and be like, you know, I'm off for the next two days. Yeah, I might have an, I, I might have a little, a, a gin and tonic if you wouldn't mind. And he might even, you might even unbutton the second button in his shirt. I know that he's not a tie guy, but like he might unbutton his second Second shirt, you know, but you know, like something, something crazy. But yeah, I mean, he's got the board meeting look. Yeah, the board meeting look, like the the blazer with the the nice like French cuff, yeah, uh, open shirt under it. But yeah, I mean, I feel like Urban Meyer is almost he's like he's he's trying to. It's like he's trying to become like a insurance fraud guy, like who you know he sets a house on fire and then blames arson on somebody else, and then he gets out with some money and runs to the next job. Like he's he's trying to burn down places and leave and claim insurance money by like saying that they owe him money, like Jacksonville owe him money if they fire him for being uh, too much of a distraction in the locker room, and then he can go to USC and fail up, as we've said. I mean, and have you seen – do you remember him on television? He was, like, very weird on television. You're like, is this guy a robot? I only saw him a couple times. I, yeah, I didn't see much of his Fox Sports. I don't watch Fox Sports in general because Skip Bayless is employed. They're, 
Skip Bayless is employed by them. But what I'm trying to say is I did not watch that many game day uh, Urban Meyer Fox Sports shows. I think he, he was only on for like two years, but I, I missed most of those. Yeah, I think – well, I think he was only on there a couple of times. I remember watching him being like, well – his transition television is not going well. It was like watching Tim Debo, Tim Tebow for those first couple of times on the SEC network, and you're like, this guy's bad. He's just not good at this. Yeah, he's too. He's yeah. It's just it's it does not like translate that well. Urban Meyer. What I mean, he's a he's a lying, manipulative. What, what is he, what is he gonna admit? He's gonna come out. He's gonna be like, oh, I forgot who's done it recently, but like, I have an addiction. And I have to deal with this, and I need to retire to my family, and I need some family. Oh, Tiger time. Woods, a Tiger Woods press conference. Oh yeah, maybe it's that. I mean, now that Tiger, yeah. now that Tiger Woods has been terribly, terribly oh, yeah. injured, that's that's not aging that well. But I mean, we should have more empathy for him. But like, I don't know. It is. I have an addiction. I need to retire to friends and family. Oh no, not the same. Not the same. Like I'm saying, Tiger Woods in 2009, 10, like when he had to do the robotic, like I'm sorry, I have an addiction. I've, you know, been with porn stars. I'm out of here for a little bit. And then, unfortunately, Urban Meyer in two years, he might be that redemption guy that America rallies behind Massey. And we don't want that as a show because we've hated him from the beginning. No, we did not. And uh, by the way, he was coaching a murderer that he knew, probably knew something about. Aaron Hernandez. Yeah, hopefully there's no Urban Meyer redemption tour. He falls so far uh, into the depths that, like, everybody's like, well, there's nothing but – there's nothing for him but to go upward, so we got to give him a second chance. What's funny is that you say second chance, but people don't realize this. But when he left Florida, it was probably for for the same reasons, and his family was getting mad at him. And then he was like, "Okay, let's retire to Ohio, where my family's from." And then Columbus call, comes calling, and he's like, "All right, let's give this another shot." And then he falls back into his same routine, and even then, he had some sketchy coaches with the same sort of issues that he covers up. Wasn't there a time where he like accidentally deleted all every single text off his phone? So the Ohio state Buckeyes where they're doing an internal investigation. They're like, well, urban's clean. We can't get anything on him. He, he doesn't, he doesn't even have a text message on his phone. Like this is such a pattern. This will be his fourth chance. We're Oh, as a society, whoever cancels people on the internet, we need to cancel urban Meyer. Get them, go get them. Cancel culture. That's for yeah, selfish Urban reasons. Meyer, he, he just, he's just like a man on his phone with his wife out of town. He cleared his uh, search browser history. You know, just one of those. Yeah, yeah but like uh, a millionaire in-person version rather than like a, a curious <laughs> guy on his iPhone version. <laughs> oh, man. All right, what is your well, good – I'm, I'm happy he still loves Ohio State. You know, that's good for him. Yeah, uh, nice pullover. You think it's just it's a bad breakup? You think he's just like – I made a mistake. I never should have let Ryan Day take over. I should have just stayed at Ohio State. Or you think it's like, you think there's a little bit of love still there? It's like a little bit of a of an ex ex girlfriend, or is he full on just trying to go to USC and get out of the Jackson the Jacksonville thing? I think he's full. I think he realized real quickly. I mean, I think it was appealing for him when he said, "Hey, you can come to Jacksonville and have the first overall pick." And he was like, "Great, I'm getting like the number." Like in his brain, he was like, "I'm getting the number one recruit." in college without realizing that Patrick Mahomes and Lamar Jackson and Josh Allen don't graduate from the NFL. They continue to play and just realized quickly that he was in over his head and never, ever won one 
person in the locker room. And again, I partially blame Jacksonville for not doing their homework. They're just down the road from Gainesville. They should have gone sniffing around Gainesville and asked some questions. Um, and I think the relationship going forward will be like, the, oh, they need he needs to regain our trust and respect. That's just telling him, hey, we're not going to fire you right off the bat. You're not getting out of this contract immediately. We're going to drag you through this season, and then we'll probably enact some sort of clause that'll, you know, we'll, we'll be able to walk away with this with a little less money out of our pockets and be able to hire somebody else. No, that's a good point. I mean, the, definitely the 0-4 start hurt. So it was coming off a loss against Cincinnati when he got busted over the weekend uh, on Thursday Night Football. But, yeah, he probably expects – to have like a you know JT Barrett or Cordell Patterson go in there and throw for you know four touchdowns a game through three games and he's like wait why is Trevor Lawrence not playing like the blue chip recruit that I recruited him for it's like well that's a different you know you're dealing with the NFL now so did you not realize that but he do- I don't think he does because you said he's having people run wind sprints around the water jug he brought in Tim Tebow to play tight end like he thinks it's a college campus yeah it's it's he, he's we've been making fun of him for a long time and it just seems like all 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 of the sports media was right he is a complete clown and he showed his clownish behavior and he exposed himself and i don't even know if he's embarrassed i don't even know if he cares he's like lying his way through it like there's reports that he made an apology to some of the position groups and on their way out they just laughed like openly like burst out laughing <laughs> at him they're like can you believe this guy he thinks he's going to come up here and have some position of authority because he is our coach in in the nfl your coach is like almost your equal i mean bill belichick's obviously probably elevated himself to authoritarian but as an nfl coach you're working with your players and college coach you kind of hold some lofty status and college Kids are still amongst the idea. Like when we were in college, we had professors. And we're like, oh, these these professors are not are infallible until you're like, I don't know, a junior or senior. Like these guys are just regular per- people. Like you transition your thought when you're going from 19 to 20 to 21 to 22. Urban Meyer did not know, never knew his audience and doesn't know his audience when it comes to these millionaire businessmen that he's in the same room with. And yeah. Like couldn't make that, just can't in his brain can't make that jump. So we'll we'll see him in Southern California or Southern Louisiana or South Florida next year. Yeah, hundred percent. I mean, not only the players, and this could be the last thing we talk about, but not only the players, but like when Urban Meyer was at Florida or Ohio State, he was he had more power than the AD. He had more power than the president of the college. He had more power than the mayor and the governor of the state. And now he's like, I don't, I have less power than the veteran players in this locker room. Not, to, not even to mention the owner of the franchise and the general manager. So yeah, he's just in a whole new. He's in a ball game. He doesn't understand. He's in over his head since day one. All right, enough about Urban Meyer. I feel good about it. I feel like we trashed him enough. Well, maybe not enough. We'll may, we might get back to him. But Graham, give me your good news of the week. From one dirtbag to a dirtbag franchise, Yankees lose, Yankees lose. Oh, ho, 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 the Yankees lose. This is oh, great. Oh, man, they, tra- they had so many acquisitions to the trade deadline. They were going for it. They lost at the Red Sox in the play-in game. It was beautiful. Uh, Shout-outs to that. And, yeah, I'm excited, to, I'm excited to have the Yankees out of the playoffs. It's like when Duke is out of March Madness, just I feel better about my life. 
Okay, I I did watch a little bit of this game, but didn't they pull their $300 million pitcher in the third inning or something? I made all of those numbers up. Garrett Cole, let's 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 think back. Let's time machine back to June. We were talking about spider tack and um, you know, uh spin block, spin ratio, no, not spin ratio, spin what am I man, I'm so I'm so I'm so in football but spin, spin count rate, spin rate. Spin, spin rate. rate. We spin did rate. it. We did it. I'm out of I'm out of shape. I'm in football mode. Um spin rate, all the you know, substances being put on balls and all that went down. Garrett Cole was the guy who got put on the IL for a while, which used to be formerly the DL and the injured list. And he basically was kind of like, let's let him get right because he's, he's going to be weaned off his substances, including spider tack. And he never was right after that. And he's been terrible since. And yeah, he got pulled, but I mean, rightfully so bad game. Yeah. He sucked. Um, also, what do you feel as a baseball fan that these teams are in a one game playoff? I like it a lot. I think that I know that the the Dodgers, that one was cool because it was Yankees Red Sox and both those teams were pretty equal and the Rays ran away with that division. It's a tough division, the AL East. Obviously the Rays were, I think the best record in the A and the American league. And then the Yankees and Red Sox fought for that um, second spot and the Red Sox prevailed, but the Dodgers being a 106 win team. I mean, that's, that's tough to have to play a playing game and, but at the same time, like, they made the moves. They got Scherzer at the trade deadline. Like, they are the Dodgers. They got home field. Like, I know that they won 160, 106 games. They could have lost one to the Cardinals, and that would have been such a tough season to go, you know, 162-game season and win 106 games and not really make the playoffs technically. Mm-hmm. But it's just – I think it's I think it's better than – it's better than just, like, not having it at all. I think it's I – think, I think the hardest part for me is the Dodgers – the Giants – unfortunately got the uh, short end of the stick having to play the Dodgers in the first round, because I think the best record in the NL should not have to play. They should re they should reconfigure like the records to who plays the number one seed. Does that make sense? Yeah. It's kind of like in hockey when you don't know who you're playing next round, the highest seed plays the lower seed of the next round. So like they don't right. set it up. They don't set it up in a bracket form. They kind of have, it uh i don't know it's not round robin either but it's kind of in a it's set up in a way where if the one seed beats the eight seed and then the wow my gosh i'm gonna have to do this from the top of my head then a higher seed prevails they don't go and play they don't play the higher seed the one seed will play the lowest seed of the next round yeah yeah that's what they should have done and you know it's one of those things where like the cardinals and dodgers happen to be two of the hottest teams going into the playoffs and it's fine. Like, I don't, I'm not like, you know, crying and crying a river for the giants at all, but I feel like they got the, the, the worst part of the whole deal over the Dodgers who had to play one more game and it worked out perfect, perfectly for them. They only had to pitch Scherzer like less than five innings. So he's ready to play pitch game two or three. So yeah, it's all good. If the Cardinals would have won, it would have been a bummer for them, but the Dodgers are the Dodgers. Nobody's, Nobody's sad for the L.A. Dodgers. No, no one. And and I also think that it makes people like me watch that game and then I will zone right. out for the next two rounds and then zone back in. Perfect. Um, give me your – also, let's go back to back. Give me your critical number of the week. Uh, mine's 24-0. This is not yours? No. Oh, Nicholas Saban, the uh, failure in the NFL for the Dolphins – 
Uh, he's 24-0, not a failure, against all of his ex-assistants. And this comes after the win against Lane Kiffin this last weekend uh, in Ole Miss. Yeah. Um, let me jump to my quote of the week. But, um, yeah, not another impress- impressive record. He is 100. He has 100 and something, maybe just 100 straight wins against unranked opponents going into Texas A&M this weekend. Oh, yeah, Texas A&M is now unranked. Yeah, because they're because yeah. they lost their quarterback and their defense not as good as everyone thought it was going to be. Um, I thought I thought this was an undeniable quote of the week, but get your popcorn ready by Lane Kiffin, and then he throws the ear the uh, the mic down. Was so funny. He comes out. He comes back and explains the whole situation. Lane Kiffin somehow is invincible, and I still I didn't like him making play calls for Alabama and the kind of the look at me attitude and the self deprecation on camera. It was kind of pathetic to watch. I was not a fan of him in Alabama, but elsewhere, Lane Kiffin on the internet and with the public eye is freaking hilarious. So he does the get your popcorn ready. He's explaining it. He said he went back and apologized to the reporter. It was not meant to be like a rude thing towards the reporter. And in the same story while they're talking, he says, I don't know why I did it. It just came over me. I said, get your popcorn ready. I threw down the headset. And the real quote of the week for me is he went over to his offensive coordinator and he goes, hey, uh, and his quote was, I actually said something real stupid. You guys got to score a lot of points. <laughs> and so he like admitted, you're like, he like took the three steps away from the interview and was like, "Oh boy, oh boy, I might have just done something wrong there." And now people are sending him popcorns, and he's tweeting out pictures of uh, all the popcorn the Alabama fans have sent him, and he's tweeting him with pictures in the background of popcorn. Like he's embracing it. He took his lumps, and somehow the Teflon Lane Kiffin, nothing hurts his feelings, and he's able to move on, which I think probably makes him a better person and a better football coach by being like, yeah, screwed up. I tried to do something cool and, and it blew up in my face. All right. Let's uh, next week. Moving on to Cleveland. Wait, are Bama fans sending him like the, the tubs with the, the cheddar, the caramel and the regular. Oh, I'm, I'm sure. I don't think those are available until Christmas. Um, but I think I did. <laughs> I did see just like big bags of like skinny pop and uh, what's, what's the Nick ah. pirates booty and whatever he got. He just, Took a picture and tweeted it. it. Was like thanks for all the popcorn and it's just all it's just just huge cardboard boxes filled with popcorn. Wait, did you say booty? Urban Meyer just said, or he just walked by. Oh, oh, sorry. Don't say don't say pirates booty in front of Urban Meyer. Speaking, speaking of which, speaking of which, two I mean two horse race now. Lane Kiffin and Urban Meyer for the USC job. Is that what we're working with here? No, Lane who's, who's Lane Kiffin does not. Lane, yeah, Lane Kiffin does not take that take that job he's got the Ole Miss Rebels in a spot that they haven't been in since Eli Manning or who there was a moment in time where Ole Miss beat Alabama two years in a row with the Land Sharks when they got busted for no oh, that was Hugh Freeze they got busted for playing all those uh pairs players all that money and hiring them ladies of the night um now Hugh where's Hugh Freeze now Liberty so they were good then but Lane, Liberty, Lane, uh, in Liberty, like insurance, like Liberty, Liberty, Liberty. No, Liberty. the uh, the, <laughs> the super religious college college in Virginia. Oh, right? oh, oh, he's so he's still coaching. Yeah, he's still he's coaching. He's yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, no <laughs> one shall no <laughs> one sells insurance like Nick Saban. That is unprecedented. Um, oh, Affleck, yeah, he's killing. He's killing that dog. And now Dion's with him, dude. He's looking. He's looking. He's looking great. Moves his feet pretty well for a guy I'll, his age. 
I want to watch just like I love love to see Harrison Ford behind the scenes with a green screen talking to like a fake dog, like in that movie where you interact with the dog in the wilderness in, in the winter. Oh yeah, I want to see yeah, Lane yeah. Kiffin talking to a green screen duck and how he like behind the scenes somebody just showing a picture of Lane Kiffin talking to nothing but a green screen. You mean you mean Saban? I mean Saban. Who did I just say? Kiffin. Kiffin would be able to pull it off. Saban is oh, like sure. Yeah, that'd be fine. Yeah. I don't understand how this works. Like, well, you watch the Weather Channel, right, Nick? And he's like, every day. And he's like, well, it's it's like the meteorologist on the green screen, but there's a duck. And he's like, I think I can handle that. (laughs) Um, My critical number of the week is 12 holes. And I'll stop you there, trainer. Urban? Bryson and Brooks have agreed to play 12 holes of golf against each other. Oh, that's what it was. That's what they've been... 12 holes? Where do they come up with that? Well, Brooks is famous for saying that he gets bored from holes like uh, like 11 through 14 or something. And so I think it's very oh, – yeah. I think that's Brooks's uh, nod at being like, yeah, let's let's keep it to 12 because also – I can't play – I need six less holes with Bryson. Yeah, I can only play 12 holes with this guy. There's no chance I can yeah. I can do a full, full round. I think it's going to be entertaining. I think the Ryder Cup victory has kind of squashed the beef a little bit. And, like, I guess they will have some camaraderie amongst teammates of, of winning their first Ryder Cup in a while as, as, a, as a team. And what am I trying to say? Like, if you win a championship with a team, even if you don't like some of your teammates, if you have that in common, then there's, there's something intangible there that you can't, like, take away. And you won't completely hate them, but you might not like them. So I wish there was maybe some drama at the Ryder Cup and they blamed each other. Then this would sell more pay-per-view tickets. But I'm still happy that it's happening regardless. Yeah, I mean, especially if we were stakeholders, which we should be. But I, I would think that, like, in the heat of next summer, U.S. Open, post-Masters, the, rival, the rivalry will be back. There'll be eye-rolling. There'll be hatred. I don't think we need to worry that this is going to be squashed and buried because they're going to play 12 holes together. Good. Hopefully they'll fight on the course. Just like a Bob Barker, uh, Happy Gilmore fight, just in the middle of the middle of the twelve twelve holes together. I'd be all I'd be all into that. They're both kind of beefy. Who do you think would win that? You're gonna get it, Bryson. You're gonna you're gonna get it, Bob. All right, uh, give me your stuck on of the week. I want the whole thing. Uh, my stuck was Urban Meyer, so we can. Okay, here's my my pivot stuck because I figured Urban would come up earlier. Um, I was supposed to go. Urban, urban, urban. Anyway, Mike Hansen, uh, shout out and apology for having you on the show. The Badgers have just like pooped the beds. Yeah. So is there a TST curse, Massey? There might there might be. We're, we don't want David Joyce on. He's having a hell of a season. So we're going to have to, I know. Uh, we're gonna have to yeah. interview him after he wins the state championship this year. We had a big Wisconsin show. We were doing push-ups about the Notre Dame game. We're all in agreement. Like we did the one, two, three, you know, hands in, like even on Skype. And we all felt good going to that Notre Dame game. Yeah, we were we were dropping cubes of cheese in our beer. It, we did the whole thing. Yeah, a lot a lot has changed in two weeks. And I, I feel bad for him. So sell him high for me. And Mike, thanks for listening. Thanks for coming on the show. Um, Mine's stuck on. I have two, but maybe I'll save my NFL. Maybe I'll save my Jameis Winston one for our NFL segment. Um, I'm really unsure, and we've talked about him a lot, but Kyrie Irving, I'm not sure what he's doing. I don't know mm-hmm. where he is or what he's doing. If I was Kevin Durant, who is a pretty laid-back guy besides online, he's pretty triggered online, 
Um, <laughs> the media is trying to push the narrative, like trying to get KD to say something bad about Kyrie, which I think is pretty immature. But if I was KD, in the back of my head, I'd be like, yo, dude, this is – if we're healthy, this is supposed to be our our thing to lose or our – well, our ease to win and to challenge the Lakers in the, in the West. Like this is kind of like our year. And Kyrie seems to be – you know, just basketball isn't number one for him, so he's he's off doing his thing when whatever thing that Kyrie does. Yeah, hundred percent. I mean, obviously, I was all with him on um, the you know Black Lives Matter and using his platform for social racial injustice. But like when it comes to the vac stuff, we're kind of a pro vaccination show. I guess if that's okay to say. Yeah, but d- it's d- just like let's keep it let's keep it in sports here. We're not talking about science. <laughs> But yeah, it's just KD has got and Harden. I, I, Harden has that infamous eye roll that when he was doing it against Giannis, when Giannis was shooting free throws, where I can just see Harden doing that that exact same eye roll and Kyrie saying like, "I'm not getting the vax, like I'm not playing the home games." So yeah, it's a huge problem. I mean, I think that it's it's just one of those things where when they signed up for this, basically Kyrie was in battle he was leaving boston kd had torn his achilles and he signed with the nets and it was kind of like we're going to take a year off and then the next year we'll get together and we'll start playing obviously the pandemic has changed everything and that's not something they could foresee and the vaccination being as you know polarizing of a, of a topic as it is but the fact that Kyrie is probably the most high profile player still that's holding out against getting vaccinated and it's for a team that's saying you can't play your home play the home games unless you do uh it makes me think that the only only option is really to either sit on him like a hen on an egg and trade him to the trade deadline or trade him sooner rather than later but to who yeah i know that that's that's a great point i don't the to who part i have not given much thought of what i did just think is if they actually made it to a la new york uh championship game then he couldn't play in the finals yeah, exactly. That's what people were just talking about the, the home games. You can't play 41 home games this year. I'm like, that's great. Then you think the Nets are really, they're thinking about the one, two, or three seed. They don't, actually, the one or two seed. They could care less about the actual regular season. What about when it comes to playoff time? He can't play any home games for the Nets in the playoffs. Like, yeah. I know that they're good with KD and Harden, but they're not nearly as good as they would be with Kyrie. Yeah, it's, I mean, it, we should dive in that to a little more if we didn't have a full slate, but, um, it's interesting. My quote of the week we had we had talked about uh, Mr. Mr. Teflon Lane Kiffin there. Great online presence. Um, we got to talk college football because yeah. it's yeah. getting it's getting messy. And if you're unaware, Trainer and I do a college football pick em. We do waiver wire style picks each week. I am first on the waiver. We pick four teams, trying to predict who makes it into the college football playoff and the ultimate champion for a bet that uh i've lost mostly and haven't lived up to so i'm not (laughs) i'm not one to talk but here we go my teams are alabama ohio state iowa and clemson wait so Uh, i thought i actually thought you forfeited your waiver wire waiver wire rights because you picked clemson it was that bad because they've dropped out of the top 25 no no that's not that's not how this works i thought you were getting me on a technicality because i really don't know how the waiver wire works still (laughs) after playing fantasy football for over 10 years people like oh you can't do that on the waiver wire i'm like i don't understand what this thing is but i just act like i do um and you have oklahoma georgia oregon 
and Penn State. Um, See. I'm going to go ahead and say, obviously, I'm going to drop Clemson. They are out of the top 25. They look like trash. ACC. ACC. Which begs the question, does the winner of the ACC make the college football playoff? We're looking at a two. We're looking at two SEC yeah. teams this year, right? Yes. The Pac-12, RIP. Uh, no spoilers, but yeah, Oregon's going to be dropped <laughs> this episode. <laughs> um, uh, yes, Cl- uh, ACC, Pac-12, RIP. You think so? I, I don't know. I think we're quick to bury Oregon. I think Arizona State is getting sneakily sneakily better and better. Oregon with one oh. loss to a Stanford team that's also beating USC. USC might end up with 10 wins. Um, I think that, that Stanford that – Stan, or excuse me, that they lost to Stanford. They play US. I think Oregon plays USC later. I think they have a chance to play their way back in. I'm unsure of that. Um, with that one loss to Stanford. I think Stanford's a little better than we think, but maybe not. Um, we're looking at two SEC. Well, let's just go down the list. Bama and Georgia, you, there's no way we can drop them. Ohio State, they're 20.5-point flavored versus Maryland. I think Ohio State got still has the best chance to come out of the Big Ten. Um, also, in the other Big Ten, Iowa, which I'm keeping, they play your Penn State one and a half point favorites at Iowa. How do you feel about that game? I feel great. Uh, Joe Pa is going to coach these guys up. Um, Iowa is Iowa's stadium. I think they're like three feet from the from the, the the team. The fans are probably like three feet from the sideline. They're right on top of you. I like Iowa's defense. I think they they they're leading the country in in turnovers. I think they have like twelve interceptions. They had six last week. Um. No, they, yeah. here, here's something. They average three turnovers a game. I think this game is going to be all defense and a complete bore to watch. And I would, <laughs> of course, uh, yeah. And I was gonna come out on top. I think they play at noon too. So it's like, give me a break. Um, that yeah, be- the, the this would this is a good SEC defense defensive game, but it's a bad bad Big Big Ten game. That's. I love at that. Bias. 11 a.m. Central. Yeah, I, exactly. I love that bias so much. I'm like, oh, SEC defense way better than Big Ten defense games. Mm-hmm. Um, I think my options are between Cincinnati. They're sitting. They control their own destiny. Destiny sitting at uh, number five. Oklahoma State, which is sneaky Ooh. good, sneaky good out of the Big Twelve. I don't think Oklahoma oh, is. As, I don't think Oklahoma is as strong. Texas with that loss to Arkansas. Arkansas is about to. They might be just over 500. They had the hardest schedule in the country. They played. They lost to Georgia where they looked bad. Their next game is against Ole Miss, and then they have Alabama and uh, LSU. I think I don't. Arkansas might get exposed here, and that and that loss or the Texas loss to Arkansas might drag them down when they ultimately end up being just a couple of games over 500. Texas is an interesting pick, although they are not in the picture where they 22. They could beat Oklahoma. They have Oklahoma State next weekend. I don't think they have enough gusto to go the rest of the way undefeated. So I'm looking at Cincinnati in my number one spot, Oklahoma State in my number two spot, and the sneaky pick, BYU at number 10. Oh, oh my goodness. Are we going to do it? Uh, No, 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 no. Not not this week. I'm going to go ahead and tell you that I'm picking Cincinnati. We went into the season saying Cincinnati had to beat Indiana 
and Notre Dame, they went that. But it looks like Indiana is bad. They do not look good. Um, Notre Dame, who is to know how Notre Dame is going to finish their season? I think they probably lose a couple more games, and that and that win might not hold up. The reason I point that out, because if you look at BYU, Cincinnati beat two Power 5 teams. BYU's Power 5 at- plays, oh, let me see this, one. They play seven Power 5 opponents as an independent. Granted, they play Arizona. They've beaten Arizona, Utah, and Arizona State. Left on their schedule is Baylor, which is not a bad team, Washington State, UVA, and USC. So they have four more Power 5 games. So BYU, which they won't, is set up, is in the driver's seat of their own destiny. I'm going to pick Cincinnati because the college football playoff committee feels bad. They didn't pick them last year. They're going to be forced to pick them this year when people sitting in front of them will have one loss. They'll have, they'll move up into that top four with an Iowa or a Penn State loss this weekend. They better just hold on and not screw it up. Fair enough. I mean, that was the most of all the college football games I watched. Was the, I wanted to see Brian Kelly's red face, so I figured, hey, I think Cincinnati's going to upset them on the road, and they did, and it was great. The grad, uh, they've got kind of like a Chris Winkie situation and the quarterback's like a grad student or something at Cincinnati. Oh, really? Played a hell of a game. It's very entertaining. Um, yeah, Brian Kelly had eight heart attacks and always fun to watch, and now Notre Dame is, yeah, they're, they're out of the picture for the season. Um, the good question is, is BYU, all those Power 5 teams, including UVA, no disrespect, Tony, Bennett, but I don't know if all of that adds up to a road equal or better than a road win at Notre Dame when no. Notre Dame was ranked in the top 10. So Cincinnati definitely has the upper hand there. Um you're right. I think USC is the only one that I'm looking at that could give them that could rise in the rankings. I'm not sure what they're looking now, but if USC can handle business and win the Pac-12, that's going to really rise. Ah, all right, whatever. I'm not going to go down that road. Too much speculation. Please go ahead. If yeah, maybe. Well, actually, what if Lane Kiffin at the Jags bye week he gets fired and then he joins USC and he takes USC undefeated for like a few games and beat and then like the U- USC game means more. Yeah, Urban um, Meyer. Urban Meyer's going to do really well with all the co-eds in Southern California. That's not a very ugly <laughs> uh, That's not a very ugly student body. Pretty sure you have to send a headshot before you go to school there. So I have Oregon, and yes. I'm going to drop Oregon. And like you said earlier um, about it being maybe a double SEC year in the college football playoff, I think it might be a double Big Ten year in the college football playoff. I'm going to pick up Michigan. No way. No way. Michigan is such – they're such frauds. I think the entire – honestly, I think we it's still early enough in the season where we don't know anything besides the inevitability of Georgia's defensive line and Alabama's ability to get better over the course of the year. Those are the only two teams that I believe have it outright. Like, if they handle business, no doubt in, our, in my mind that they're going to make the college football – football playoff i think ohio state will win the big 10 i think they're just i think they're just going to get better and better they tripped up against oregon which will be proven later that it's not that bad of a win but we don't know who iowa is or penn state is i mean you look go down the list michigan is number nine um who yeah. else? There's a Michigan State as is five and oh and they're favored uh at rutgers by five and a half points 
Like what? Like it looks on paper that the Big Ten is a dominant is a dominant conference. I just don't. I just don't believe in the I, Big Ten. Call it call it SEC bias, but the Big Ten does not look as good as as a two team playoff berth. It is. I mean, it is SEC bias from you, but it helps that time, Clemson. It helps that Clemson's well, gone. Okay, Iowa, Iowa, and Penn State—they're three and four right now. So they're obviously saying the Big Ten holds a lot of water. You said the SEC would have two teams. I'm countering that. I have no choice but to do it anyway. And I think that the Big Ten will be the be the conference that gets two in. The reason I'm picking Michigan, not because I think that Harbaugh was the chosen son and that he had to actually eventually break through, but they're at Penn State, so I'm kind of covering my butt there. And then they host Ohio State. So if they okay. Actually, if they actually went out and I have Penn State, I might as well have Michigan too because if Penn State beats Iowa, Penn State continues onward, and then Michigan is the team that beats them. I'm mad I dropped Cincinnati. I will admit that and on the show. But what my point is is that if I keep Michigan around and you have Ohio State and I have Penn State and they're climbing, maybe Penn State and Michigan are the two teams in the Big Ten that actually get in, in the at the end of the day. I've done this. I've I've played this game and done and done looked at the schedule yeah. and been like I gotta I gotta counter that Ohio State pick, I I get it I'm there all right I follow that makes sense all that makes sense to and me. I'll probably I'll, and I'll probably I'll probably be wrong and I'll probably pick up Oklahoma State in two weeks and I'll have Oklahoma State hosting OU, uh in the that that Oklahoma rivalry I forgot what it's called Bedlam. Bedlam. And I think that that'll be the situation. Yeah, that'll be a situation where like yeah you just gotta. Once we get, once we've actually like established who has like the, you know, our our eight teams and where they are in the top ten, and you have to kind of start playing the chess game for those those twelve those those floater bubble teams, and kind of um, hedging your bets as they say in Vegas. Yeah, I um, I'm looking at Oklahoma State, kind of scratching my head. I'm looking at really what it really comes down to is I'm looking at Oklahoma scratching my head, being like. Who are these guys? They play good defense, and their offense is dink and doink down the field. So I'm, um, and Texas like Texas might beat Oklahoma and then lose yeah, lose the next couple of games. I think they have Baylor, Oklahoma State. Uh, I I wrote this down somewhere. Come on, Massey, look at your yeah. Notes. I'm, trying, I'm actually I'm actually trying to go to the Oklahoma State game, dude. That Texas, would State. that would be that would be awesome. Oh, here it is. Boots on the ground. Boots on the ground assignment. Yeah, we have Oklahoma. They have Texas has Oklahoma, Oklahoma State, Baylor, and Iowa State. And Iowa State, like, granted they're out of the picture, but they they can get up for a Texas game and, and upset Texas' dreams. So I, I'm I'm there. So all right, let's review. Let's 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 move on from our, our pick. Um, I have Bama, Ohio State, Cincinnati, Iowa. I snaked Cincinnati from Graham, as he so mentioned. Graham has Oklahoma, Georgia, Michigan. And Penn State. Um, do we want to talk? Do we want to talk a little a little college football? Uh, yeah, yeah. Real There's quick. Some good matchups. We should, yeah, we should go through them. Um, we talked uh, as much about Penn State and Iowa as my brain can hold information about the Big yes. Ten. It's on the road. Uh, I think Iowa's going to win. I think their defense is great. I don't think it'll last all year, but I do think they're better in Penn State in this in this thing. Let's talk number two, Georgia going. On the road to Auburn, Georgia playing their first real test without their quarterback. Um, and Auburn is really good at crushing people's dreams. I want to hear your take on this game. 
Yeah, I, I definitely agree. I know that the obviously losing the quarterback is tough. Going in Auburn, it's the old. I didn't know it's the, it's the oldest. I guess UVA and UNC is the oldest rivalry in the South. This is the oldest rivalry in the Deep South. Yeah, what, what a they had to change Georgia, their marketing. Auburn. They had to change their marketing. I'm like, sorry guys, sorry. Yeah. Go. So they, yeah, sorry. Georgia, Georgia has the obviously the dominant defense. Kirby Smart's going to coach them up on the road. I like Georgia obviously to win this game, but obviously Auburn has broken people's hearts in the past, including yourself and uh, certain Iron Bowls. I think Auburn, Bo Nix. I honestly think Auburn can't won't win yeah, at the line I can't of scrimmage. See Bo Nix. I can't see. Yeah, exactly. I can't see Bo Nix competing against Georgia's defense. Um, Georgia's def- Georgia's strength is c- coverage sacks and stopping the run. Um, I don't think Auburn's wide receiver is going to be able to get open. And if, even if they do, Bo Nix is going to be running for his life. Uh, they're, they're great at running the ball, but they're running back tank Bixby. Auburn's running back tanks. Bixby is not a hundred percent. Um, their defensive line, their stud on their defensive line is a little banged up, so George, uh, Auburn won't be able to get after Georgia's so-so run offense is what I'll call it. I mean, they're they're good at running the ball, but they're not dominant. I just I think Georgia, even with Stetson Bennett as their quarterback, the mailman, even in a true road game, Stetson Bennett, this will be the first time he's going to play in that stadium. I just that You know how many touchdowns their number one defense has given up? One in garbage in no no zero by the starting defense. One touchdown total as a defensive unit. They've only allowed twenty three points scored on them. This is week five. These guys are elite. I think they just dominate Auburn. Yeah, hundred percent. I know that you know actually Georgia is in the midst of their hardest stretch after they took care of Arkansas. Obviously at home they have at Auburn. They're hosting Kentucky. Welcome to the top 20. They're number 16. They're at Florida. And, yeah, the Cox, at Florida, meaning Jacksonville, where Urban Meyer likes to go party. Mm-hmm. Right, that was in Columbus. But he'll be at a bar that weekend. Look out for him, ladies. And so the biggest cocktail party in the world, whatever they call it. So, yeah, Georgia is in the midst of, like, a hard stretch. And I think that, obviously, showing up against Auburn is the beginning of just, you know, asserting their dominance in the East. Yeah, agreed. Uh, let me get your take on the Red River River rivalry, and we're going to talk a little NFL with the five minutes that we have left. Oklahoma, number five versus 21, Texas. Who you got and what you thinking? Uh, I'm going to go with OU. I think it's going to be a good game. I watched a good amount of the TCU-UT game last weekend. TCU showed up. UT kind of pulled away and was able to milk the clock and the – fourth quarter uh, running or running the clock out after a pretty tight game going into the middle of the fourth. Um, yeah. It's obviously on the, it's obviously a neutral site. It's the cotton bowl. It's the Texas state fair. So obviously it's a great time. I've been, I've been once I would love to go again someday, but I think OU is going to win. They're just going to, they're just, a, they're just a better overall team. And I think this would be like a Rattler game where he started the season as the number one overall mock draft and mm-hmm. high school, you know, favorite and i think he'll show up here this is where i disagree i think oklahoma gets upset here oklahoma trips up every year the last seven of these games have been decided by eight points or fewer i think texas run game with behind oh i'm gonna uh robinson he's the best running running back in the country ever since they switched quarterbacks in the arkansas game from um 
excuse me, when Casey Thompson has taken over as quarterback, Texas has been a little bit different of a team. I think Texas, this is their year. We're going to hear Texas is back and hook them. I'm going to laugh in their face <laughs> when they say that because they're going to lose maybe one or two more games in this stretch of Oklahoma State, Baylor, Iowa State, and whatever else disappointment looms that we can't we can't foresee. But Texas, for the love of God, win one of these games. So you're saying Texas? This is Texas' year. This is going to be the fifth or sixth ranked team going to the playoff and miss out on going to the playoff again. No, I'm going to say I'm going to say they're going to beat Oklahoma, play upset, and then lose another game somewhere down the road and end up oh, number yeah. 15 in the country and end up at a a higher end bowl game because they're brand name. Well, maybe you're you're already making me rethink Michigan and Oklahoma State pick, but I think yeah, this would be a game. The Red River, the Red River, the Red River shootout, as it's been canceled to be called, is always a good game. Yes, no matter what. All right, we have three minutes. Give me, give me your best NFL matchups. Well, well, so we should say this: the reason we've been sticking so much with college football is because the first for the first year in a while, it's wide open. With a college football playoff, I mean, besides Alabama and Georgia we've mentioned earlier, college football, yeah. this is the most interesting season it has been in quite some time. But let's go to the NFL. Yeah, 100%. Uh, the Dark Knight tier games, we got the Rams and Seahawks actually on right now. Rams are up 26-17. This is a huge NFC West. It appears that uh, Russell, Russell Wilson is out. He's on the sidelines. He's over there without his helmet. What's he doing? He's holding his he's holding his hand. He's holding his pinky. That's not good. That's not good. Blowing into it. Uh, Packers at Cincinnati. Cincinnati is in one of my dark night tier games. Really? They're three. They're three and one. Joe Burrow's playing well. Jamar Chase is awesome. It's great to see them back together. And it's I think going to be a pretty pretty good game. I think Aaron Rodgers on the road. It's exciting to see Cincinnati. You know, being I think we we I think we had Cincinnati as kind of middle tier. AFC teams, totally. AFC North. We picked the we picked the Steelers. We both picked the Steelers. I did not pick the Steelers. I thought I think the Steelers are going to be oh last. I'm sorry. I thought I was about to jump all over you. Both picked them last. Yeah. No, we both picked them last in the division, and it's looking it's looking good so far. Um, Cleveland at the Chargers. I'm really excited about this game. Baker has a torn left labrum, but he throws right handed, so I guess he's going to play. I don't really know, but Justin Herbert had a huge Monday night game against the Raiders. I think. Herbert the Chargers will win this game. Yeah. Yeah, I think so too. I think Herbert is kind of the real deal. After watching him be composed and and go down the field, the Chargers are very famous for having a being down five to six, or excuse me, being down two to six points and coming up short in the fourth quarter on the final drive of the game. But he is composed. As a sophomore, he's taking he not only was good as a rookie, but he's taking a Josh Allen type sophomore leap so far this season. Uh I like the Chargers there too. Yeah, I think like just even not having Philip Rivers throw floater interceptions in the fourth quarter, Anthony Lynn not knowing how to manage a game with two minutes left in the fourth quarter, they're all, they're on the right pack here. Uh, on the right time, path. Time for one San more. Francisco, San Francisco at Arizona. Uh, this will be another a- NFC West uh, matchup. Excuse me, Kyler Murray and Arizona Cardinals still undefeated. I think Arizona will stay undefeated. Buffalo at Kansas City. Kyler Murray, game. Kyler Murray, quarter quarter season MVP. Go ahead. Buffalo at Kansas City. Oh, this yeah. is the barn burner. Kansas City. AFC Championship rematch. Sunday Night Football. Not much else to say about this game. This is going to be awesome. I, I hope the over is 75 because you might as well bet it. 
Uh, Batman Returns tier. I have Indianapolis. That, that's it. That's all. That's all. I'm sorry, brother. That is all we but got. I have, I have a cat, but I have a Catwoman tier. Okay, well, that is all the time we have. Kansas City's defense bad. Jets, pick pick Buffalo. Jets, the Jets and Falcons are playing at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. Oh, man. Talk. I'm sorry. Sports fans, that is it. And that is all.